Good morning, Captain Suba here, and I pray you've had a wonderful week. I'm here every Tuesday to toss you a weekly lifeline in these rough waters of life. This is my first episode of Captain Suba's Navigating Life's Daily Issues with the Bible, so it would only be appropriate to give you the setup for what this podcast is about and who I am. I've lived a very blessed life, and I've had a successful business career, and have been able to run boats from Beaufort, South Carolina to the Windward Islands. Having done all of that, however, I'm still searching for a way to make a difference. <clears throat> After 30 years of boating, I was talking with a fellow captain at the marina the other day and realized that we're always helping each other find ways to deal with our daily struggles. We do that by pointing out to each other various Bible verses and what the Bible teaches. We're peers, and it was, it's always easy and comfortable for us to have these discussions. They're not forced or awkward, and we don't have to be careful to offend or not offend each other. We just have honest discussions. If we agree with each other's opinion, fine. If not, we discuss why we disagree and, and agree to disagree. Uh, it was no big deal. That gave me an idea and I realized that what I hope to point out with this podcast is that in almost every situation life throws at you, the Bible has already addressed it and has valuable and direct answers for you and or instructions to how to deal with that particular problem. It also provides guidance as what not to do and why. These are time-tested yet currently applicable truths. So maybe instead of Googling how to deal with the problem, Bible it. That might just be what you're missing. I know it was for me. As I reflected on this reality, I realized that if I were to set up a podcast where a common person addressed in layman's terms common troubles and talk about what the Bible has to say about these issues, people might listen 12, 15 minutes once a week, short and to the point. Because of what I do and the people I deal with daily, I see and experience the day-to-day struggles that almost everyone faces. Fear, worry, loneliness, stress, not being good enough, family destruction, addiction, and on and on. It's the goal of this podcast to tackle these distractions and burdens and try my best to outline what the Bible says about dealing with them. Now, I say my best because let's get this straight. I'm not a theologian, a trained minister, a Bible scholar, or any other type of biblical expert. I'm just an old captain that happens to be a Bible-believing Christian sinner who tries every day to find the right way to deal with life's tropical storms and hurricanes as the Bible outlines. I fail regularly and I get it wrong a lot. But I have learned by continuing to discuss the issues, read and study the Bible, I get better at following the better path. The expected outcome of this podcast is that some will like it and maybe learn something. Some listeners will not like it at all and never listen again, and then there will be those who disagree with me but are interested enough to take a peek into the Bible to try to prove me wrong. Regardless of what happens, if just a few learn or better yet open up their Bibles and study a particular subject, this podcast has done its job. So, I entitled... Well, let me tell you where I got the title. Back in the early 1900s, Mayor Baba, uh, 
don't know who he was, but he coined the phrase, don't worry, be happy, when cabling his followers back in the West. And the expression got printed on some posters during the 60s. And in 1998, Bobby McFerrin, a, a pop vocalist, noticed those posters in an apartment, and that inspired him to use the charm and simplicity of that phrase to write a song, which got used in the soundtrack of Cocktail, and it was a hit single the next year. So Bobby McFerrin wrote and sang the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and that's the title of this podcast, Part 1. As I navigate between my professional life as a business consultant and my personal life as a boater, I see and act with see and interact with all types of people in all sectors of life. I work with construction laborers, management, CEOs, fishermen, beachgoers, boaters, people that work in the local market. What I find in common, however, is that everyone seems to be preoccupied, preoccupied, excuse me, slightly depressed, worried, or in some general state of confusion. I believe this is in large part the hangover from the pandemic and all of the restrictions and changes that followed, as well as the political and social issues that dominate social media and the news, and the theme is always gloom and doom. None of us are exempt, whether we realize it or not, but worry seems to be the element of everyone's lives. So let's take a shallow dive into the Bible to see what God has to say about worry. But let's first decide what we're talking about here. So let's look at the definition of worry. It's mental distress or agitation resulting from concern, usually for something impending or anticipated. Another definition is simple anxiety. Does that sound good for you? Doesn't that sound like something that would wear you down and hold you back? Does this provide anything beneficial to your daily life? I don't think so. Yet we all seem to be in a constant state of worry. God agrees with me. He warns us not to worry. He instructs us not to worry. And next week, we'll see the difference in worry and concern. But today we're talking about worry. And worry is to be avoided. And guess what? If you ask your doctor, he's going to tell you the same thing. And God tells you the same thing. When I started thinking about this, immediately... 21 verses, several more in less direct wording, came to my mind. And in each case, he tells us that worry is a waste of time and energy. So let's investigate. The entire Bible is a complete guide to life. It provides guardrails to live between and principles to abide by. God says over and over, if you will come to him, give your heart to him, he will provide the grace to guide you through life. I stay amazed that even for doubters, faced with dealing with this crazy world we live in, why would not everyone at least take a look into God's promise? Give it a whirl. What have you got to lose? On the flip side, look what they have to gain. Even a hardened gambler would take that bet, yet so many people hide and run from the Bible. But I digress. Back to worry. What does the Bible say? Well, let's look at a few verses. Matthew 6, 34. And by the way, all the verses I've studied with are in the notes to this podcast. So you can look at them later. 
But Matthew 6, 34 says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Boy, isn't that true. Luke 12, 25. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Not me. In Matthew 11, 28, 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. In other words, don't worry. This verse sums up pretty much the other 21 verses that came to my mind. And really hits on all cylinders of the whole point of this podcast. So let's think about it. We have a choice. We can go through this world alone, chasing what we think is best and right, and trying to find what makes us happy, following our own path or the path of somebody else. But when you think about it, what do you or the people you're following really know? Can any, can you or any of your friends see what happens tomorrow? Is there anyone that you know who can see all of the millions of things going on at any one time and predict how those things will affect you? Absolutely not. Or we can choose to believe what the Bible says, a book that has been divinely created and has not been refuted regardless of the millions of attempts by non-believers and accept the free gift God offers. Once you get to that point then, Philippians 4, 6, 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Hmm. Prayer and obeying God's words are required. But really, is that that hard when you compare it to dealing with all the problems and issues that this world throws at us? But now remember, God's not a slot machine in the sky giving us everything we ask for. No, indeed. But he will give you what you need when you need it, and you just have to believe in that. Don't forget, unlike you and the people you've been following, he can see the future, and he knows the entire past. So his path is always correct and accurate. So defer to his will and rest in his love. So, we've kind of hit on the core of the subject, but let's see some other promises God makes to his followers about worry. He has got this. Just let him have it. So let's see what he has to say. Matthew 6.25 Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Matthew 6.34 Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that true? Luke 12.25 Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Proverbs 12.25 Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Jeremiah 29.11.12 For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you can call on me and come and pray with me, and I will listen to you. These are all promises, as well as direction. This is his guidance for you. 
In fact, once you decide to believe in God by worrying you or saying, God, I don't trust you, don't take that path. It's fruitless and damaging. Worry has been proven to negatively affect your health, your attitude, and your personality. And we all know that. Worry causes you to miss all the wonderful things in your life. And when you worry, your family suffers. Worry is a sin. So, let's begin to face this and begin to eliminate worry from our lives. If all it does is harm, and if God promises he has your back, why worry? Next week, we're going to move on on this same topic, but we're going to discuss the difference in worry and concern and how we navigate between these two concepts. We have to be accountable for ourselves, and we have to take action So we have to be concerned about today and tomorrow, but we don't have to let it move past concern to worry. And I think that's where the rubber's going to meet the road, so I hope you come back next Tuesday at the same time and place and listen to us close down this, this topic. But in the meantime, don't worry, be happy. This is Captain Suba saying, until next time, May the skies be blue, may the seas be calm, and may the winds be at your stern. Captain Suba, 